Welcome to the Spirituality Out Loud podcast, where you'll hear real-life stories of people's unique spiritual journeys in their own words from their own viewpoints. Hosted by Leslie Seidel, relationship expert and spiritual mentor, who specializes in working with people on their relationships, from their romantic life to their work life and just plain life. Here's Leslie. So, so excited. Today we get to hear from Claire Shamila. Claire is an energy healer who lives in New Zealand with her life partner and their two young children. She believes that light bringers and healers have a powerful role to play in creating a future for humanity that is free of fear. So since 2010, she has worked with the universal realm energies to overcome a lot of fear and anxiety in her own life and now supports light bringers to overcome obstacles and to step into their highest purpose and infuse more light through the world. So welcome, Claire. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Leslie. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah. Um, so I am so excited to hear your story and to hear um, from, I know you uh, now, but I'm curious as to hear your journey to get to where you are. So tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up. Like how was religion and spirituality handled or talked about or not talked about when you were growing up? Yeah, it, I really grew up uh, without religion. We went to church a few times as a kid and that was, you know, just a bit of fun. We kind of just did the kids club thing. <laughs> and it was really, we, my brother and I just, we, you know, we did a lot of playing in the backyard with the trees and the earth. And I feel like that was the essence of, of my spiritual upbringing. It definitely wasn't uh, any kind of structured religion um, that came into the play. And then I guess it was... Um, you know, through my teenage years, I guess I, there was a lot of, you know, anger, I guess, inside, a lot of kind of turmoil. And, and it's when I really started kind of, well, I, I completely shut off from that, that side of me that was really connected to the earth. And, you know, of course, you don't believe in fairies when you're, <laughs> you're a teenager. Well, at least I didn't anyway. And, um, and I think coming through that, that real anger and um, disharmony that I felt as a teenager because our family kind of all split and separated it started to get me down the path of spiritual development uh, and it started off as actually as personal development and then moved more into more and more into kind of spiritually who I am that was that was really the pathway and I didn't intend on going down that path but it just kind of you know I think it was part of my purpose in this life, I believe it was, you know, I'm here to really do this now. So, so that's kind of where I'm, how I got to where I am today, I guess, in a, in a nutshell. So when you were growing up, you were very connected to nature, mm. right? And, but it never was taught like a religion or a spiritual life no. wasn't talked about or attended to in any way in your family? Not at all. No talk of spirit. Um, I mean, there was, you know, respect and values and things, but there was absolutely, it was all just very physical living. And then mm. uh, what happened so often, which is, so your family had some upset. And so in your mm. teenage years, you started to feel the effects of that upset. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I didn't, I feel like because I didn't have any further understanding of who I was beyond my physical self, I, you know, I, I became very um, self-destructive, you know, alcohol and partying and just not looking after myself at all. Um, just because I didn't realize there was anything, I guess, beyond, beyond the physical life, you know, so I searched for answers in all the wrong places. <laughs> um, yeah. You were in pain and you needed to I find was. a way to handle that pain and no one was. was giving you that. Yeah. And I guess, you know, my, my life on the outside with all my friends never looked like I was in pain. Um, it's looking back that I realized <laughs> the disharmony that I was feeling, you know, because we'd go out and we'd have a great time and, um, you know, we'd drink and it was, you know, it was all fun with friends, but it was that, uh, yeah, just that searching, I guess, that was starting from inside because I'd you know, I think it naturally anyway, as kids, even though I wasn't brought up with the understanding that of spirituality and soul and spirit, you know, kids are naturally connected to it anyway. And so that's where I found the magic in the garden and things because I could feel, I could feel the magic of it, you know? So I had that innate knowing, but then I guess because it wasn't nurtured um, and it's no blame on my parents, they were just doing, you know, all they knew how to do and how to live based on what they were taught. Um, but you know, I, I shut off from that side of myself because it wasn't, wasn't seen as real and wasn't accepted. And you didn't really talk about imagination after you got to the age of, you know, 10 or <laughs> whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really um, resonate with this idea that um, it's all about the external, right? So you said like you were going out and partying and you had all these friends. And so externally you were being fed and attended to, and it was the internal that was not being attended to. Exactly. And, yeah. And then that's... I didn't know who I was internally. I guess that's, that's the real piece of it. Like I knew myself in relation to the outside physical world, but I didn't know myself in relation to who I was internally. Like that was... So it felt quite empty. And so it causes us to search outside of ourselves for answers and for fun and for enjoyment when we can't feel it within. That's what I know now. Of course, I didn't have that perspective at the time. <laughs> I just love this idea that your spiritual seeking was because you didn't know yourself internally. Yeah. Like that is, I've never heard that put that way. And it, it, it just rings so true to me. Mm. and it's a really beautiful way to look at it and so so you were this teenager you were uncomfortable and then you started seeking answers and the answers that you sought created more havoc right as they do yes. <laughs> yes. as they tend to do yes. and then you started saying okay this isn't working either yeah. I need to do something different yeah. What did you do exactly? Where did you go? Where did, what doors started appearing or opening for you? Yeah, well, I guess I started, as I came out of the teenage turmoil, um, I started, I suppose, trying to find answers of who am I inside and unknowingly started to figure out how to fill myself up from inside. Because, you know, when it's that external fulfillment, we, get, we do it, we get it, but inside is still hollow. So we need more and more and more. So I went traveling, went overseas, America, and lived in London for a couple of years and traveled through Europe, and it was so much fun. But again, it was that very much 
partying, you know, heaps of fun, no responsibility, which was great. Like that helped me to find um, a certain piece of myself. That was when my spiritual journey kind of, I guess, or spiritual seeking and spiritual exploration really started. I, you know, I've always loved like going to little crystal shops and just feeling the energy and, you know, looking at all the the cards and the books and the crystals and all that. And I knew there was something in that. And I did my first Reiki training when I was in London, which was really beautiful. But then um, I was in London at the time of all the bombings, the train bombings and all those, you know, I mean, um, 2004, 2005. And so at the same time of me starting to find this in a sanctuary I also the external world was so filled with fear like you clutched onto your handbag every time you you know left the house and you you looked around all the time for what could possibly be a bomb or a terrorist attack you know I never ever my external world started to not feel safe at all mm-hmm. and I guess that's what and then I came back to New Zealand and and that's what really sort of propelled my my drive to find how to find more this inner peace within myself. And of course it helped to remove myself from that situation of the, the terrorist attacks and things and come back to what I knew as my homeland, which helped. Mm. And I did, um, you know, I just was, became an um, addict to do any, any kind of spiritual development um, or, you know, personal development courses and learning how I could help others with the, with the techniques and, you know, try and get, get rid of some of this fear in the world. Yeah. So I, I, this again is another um, theme that comes up a lot. So you got to experience other cultures, yeah, which really opened your eyes to new stuff. Mm, Absolutely. Right. And then, I mean, did you just come up cross Reiki? I mean, I know people who have never had Reiki, right? So how Mm. did you end up learning how to teach Reiki? If you're this, you know, so now you're a teenager or not a teenager, you're a young adult, you're traveling the world, and then somehow you ended up learning Reiki, which we can describe if you want, just to make sure that everyone knows. Yeah, so Reiki just being this connection with universal light energy and ways that we can use this energy with ourselves and to heal ourselves and heal others. And I don't know, you know, I, I try to think back about what was it that drew me to Reiki or it was almost a no brainer situation, almost like my soul decided to put me into the course. You know, mm-hmm. I don't remember any kind of uh, cognitive thought of, Oh, I'm going to, I don't even know if I knew anyone that did Reiki back then. <laughs> I honestly don't know how it started, but isn't it? It's amazing, isn't it? The you know the the spiritual breadcrumbs I call them, and we just follow it. Oh, that that sounds good, and that sounds good, and it's like this yes that comes from this deeper place within. It's not. It's often not even a rationalised yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I just remember starting that Reiki class, and the you know the the teacher just saying, "Hold the ball of energy in your hands," and I felt like I was like this ancient wizard (laughs) it was so so cool and now of course it's kind of normal to me to do that but it was um yeah just such a cool experience and I I started to reconnect with that little girl who knew magic was real which was awesome that is beautiful (laughs) I love that 
the path is often in in my experience and from what I'm hearing you say is this like it it just it just kind of happens. It's happens. Mm. It's you know, synchronicity, it's young, yes. you know. And and it's like I don't I don't know how that happened. Wait a minute, how did I go to that class, you know? So uh and then what happened? So now you're you got a taste of the magic and the feel good and it doesn't yeah. have the price, right, that the other felt good. And yeah. please uh, tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth, but this is what I hear you're, you saying. Yeah. No, right on. Yeah. And, and so now you're like, I want more. I want more. Yes. And so what was next for you? So I came back to New Zealand and a little while after that, um, I met Jeremy uh, and my partner. Uh, now we've got two beautiful children, as you mentioned at the start. And it was, you know, it still took me a while to start to really I, I was just still seeking and trying to find answers um but it really was about healing myself mm-hmm. first and this is why I feel like it took me a while because I was my all of my you know I've been one of the typical help everyone else first and then sort myself out later mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of the courses I started to go on when I came back to New Zealand were you know learning uh, modalities to help others mm-hmm. because you know that takes the pressure off needing to help myself <laughs> yeah. help everyone else first <laughs> but beautifully you have to help others while you're doing this right so there's a great yeah. setup there right the motivation yeah. is i'll be of service yeah. yeah and yet you can't be of service what i have found to be true is you can't be of service Mm. until you yourself are clean right until you yourself have healed some of these things and yeah and in the service you do heal I mean is Absolutely. that your experience yeah I mean it was the motivation to help others that took me along to these courses mm-hmm. and little did I know that I was going to be working with myself with the practices <laughs> yeah and you know <laughs> so I learned EFT um I continued on with my Reiki training and became a, a Reiki master teacher Mm-hmm. Um, I learned processes as psyche, which is psychological kinesiology ways of working with subconscious beliefs um, and removing fear. So using muscle testing to, to um, identify what the beliefs are. So it just, you know, kept evolving and kept evolving. So I, you know, as I would learn each process and I'd be like, wow, this is amazing. And I'd be doing the techniques on myself, but I still wasn't aware that of the importance of doing it myself first to be able to, Work, you know, actually really work with others. And, you know, I'd start, I started my little practice, I think in about 2008, somewhere around there. And I was working with other people with the processes and I was getting great results. Like it wasn't like I couldn't help anybody, but it, you know, it was just, it was this unconscious path of my own uh, self transformation at the same time, which is quite beautiful to reflect back on. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what I hear a lot from the healers that I know, right, is, um, is a lot of what I'm hearing. And then you, you hit a burnout, mm. you know, if you don't mm. take care of yourself, the giving and giving and giving to the, the void, mm. right? And then you mm. have nothing left and you're laying on the floor mm-hmm. so no more, right? Mm. Is that, well, what, is that what you're saying? Yeah. I never got to burnout. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, which was like, I think I was just actually constantly in a state of burnout, (laughs) 
but it never got to that point of like you know complete surrender for me I guess I've always got this motivation from within to just keep powering on it's kind of part of the New Zealand culture where it just we'd like it'll be all right get on with it you know <laughs> um push the emotions under the blanket and just keep charging on <laughs> I know that one yeah and so my daughter was born in 2008 so actually I started my practice um prior to that but when she was born I started to really use the the techniques that I'd learned uh very strongly with myself with her like leading up to her birth I did it I was very aware of how my thoughts and emotions were affecting her and were going to be affecting the birthing process and my ability to mother her and to be connected with her and so you know we were talking before the call about how children are just can just be such a motivation well they have been you know <laughs> for us of mm-hmm. propelling us even more strongly towards our, our along our spiritual journey and so you know should be crying you know doing the all the different hard stages of parenting and i'd be sitting there doing my processes with her with myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was really amazing and then when i was um pregnant in 2000 and 10 my son was when I it wasn't burnout but it was this extreme state of fear that I found myself in regardless of all the work I'd already done Mm. it was this energetic fear that just had a grip over me and it was at that point that my whole like the actual spiritual side of things really kicked in I think prior to that I'd been doing sort of obviously with the Reiki and some you know some energy work but within all of that I still viewed myself from that physical perspective rather than you know now I love the quote from you know the Wayne Dyer where we're spiritual beings having a physical experience not the other way around mm-hmm. I had been operating from the other way around I'm a f- physical being having a spiritual experience mm-hmm. up until the point of being pregnant with my son and you know there was the looming 2012 prophecies of the world ending and all this chaos and I was silly enough to read about all of it on the internet and (laughs) just you know I was like I cannot bring up children in this world if it's going to be so if it's going to end like Mm. you you know well it was it just threw me into so much fear and that's when that real shift really happened for me so how would you describe that real shift well I guess it was just this heightened heightened point of so the way I see it now, when energies come up and we're, we re- recognize so energetic patterns or beliefs or anything that we're like, oh my God, I don't want to be experiencing this anymore and this, you know, I need to do something about it. I actually see that as a really good thing because it means that we're starting to create some separation from it because there's the us that's viewing it or starting to view it and then there's the old self that's at play and it still sort of feels like it's us because we're feeling the emotions and everything but it's a good thing because we're starting to have separation between it where we're in a powerful place of choice where we can decide if we want to keep playing you know for me it was like do I want to keep living with this in this fear or am I going to be doing something with it and I really chose at that point I'm like I drew the line in the sand I'm like I'm not raising kids in this even even if the world falls apart I refuse to be in this the grips of this fear anymore um and I knew that it wasn't safe or wasn't good to be growing a child (laughs) inside myself I had enough of a mind body understanding 
to know that it wasn't going to be great for my baby to be growing in a body that was holding on to all this fear. So yeah, that I, that's when that shift really happened. So what I hear you say is that instead of having, you've been experiencing fear and experiencing, and they were all of these things that were kind of like coming at you from the outside, mm. kind of, um, I don't know that you would use this word, but in some ways a victim to outside circumstances. And then all of a sudden you realized you had a choice in the participant the participation in it right like mm. I don't know if that's accurate or but it sounds like you realize the fear wasn't like a fact like I need mm. air is a fact right and so mm. and it became like oh I have choice here I can live a different way and how can I do that is that what exactly. you're saying yeah and you know it actually felt like I was carrying I'd taken on all of this fear of the potential of the world mm. into my physical body. Mm -hmm. So even though it was happening outside of here, and we're still seeing elements of this, you know, like we we're talking about before playing out in the world now, don't we, you know, with the, this in the face energy of this hatred and this separation and just humans hating humans for no, no good reason really. Mm. Um, but you know, we carry this in our bodies and, that's it's that's what it was. I was like, okay, I'm I'm living within this world. Stuff may or may not happen, and I realized, you know, this is all just potentialities, and it might not happen. But I wasn't willing to carry this fear in, in my physical body anymore, and in, in my emotions and my thoughts. And but I realized that there was this I that wasn't ready to, mm. and this this self that wasn't willing to live in this way anymore. That's, that's my light. That's my spiritual self saying, you don't need to carry all of this. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, um, good friends of mine who I'd met through Psyche, I, we, uh, Jeremy and I went and lived in Melbourne for a couple of years in Australia and, and they started channeling and mm. they started channeling these beautiful energies of, from source and it was their teachings that really were absolutely perfect for me at the time. And they, um, I remember reading their first book after I'd had my son um, at, at birth care, the, uh, the birthing center where I had him and just reading it, just going, Oh, I'm home. Like it was just this memory, this deep resonance of who I truly am. So, you know, we're talking about not knowing who I was internally. So I'd always reach for external satisfaction and fulfillment but it would never truly fill me up. And so, yeah, that, that, then I started to actually truly find me. And the, it's been this journey of being, you know, filling myself up more and more and more and more, growing in my own strength. And it's always an unfolding journey. You know, I, I think we'll, we'll, or I'll always be kind of growing in this capacity, probably for lifetimes. But yeah, it's just this life, I think it's just really been this, absolute turning point that's beautiful <laughs> and so how would you describe it today like what is so it sounds like what I hear is it sounds like you found a, a path in a way that's really speaks to you and really fulfills you mm. I mean, is that is that true is that would that yes. is that how you would describe 
Yeah. Yes. So, so why don't you tell me like, how does your spiritual life show up for you today? Like, what does it, what does it look like? Well, um, oh, it looks like, I mean, it looks like everything. <laughs> I guess it's because, because now I know that I am who I truly am is spirit living this life, living this life through my physical, because I've, you know, I've made that real shift from being, thinking I was previously thinking I was physical first, spiritual second, you know, grasping for kind of spiritual experiences. And now I'm, I really have this very strong knowing within. I feel so fulfilled within. And then my life is a set of experiences that gives me choice, whether, you know, from within. So it's very empowering to be at this place that I'm at now and just to have this real, have the magic back again, have this connection with nature and, um, and energy and yeah, just, it's, it's a really amazing place. And it, you know, I feel like everything I do is a reflection of who I'm now resonating as, you know, who I'm knowing myself to be. Some days I do kind of fall back into more of a physical identity, but with this new knowing, I always have choice. And, and, you know, I think once our soul starts to, once we start to pay attention to our, the light of our soul, it keeps kicking us back in the ass to, you know, <laughs> reunite more and more. So, yeah, there's always those little ass kicks from my soul saying, come on, <laughs> time to let go of that one, time to let go of that one. <laughs> but it's amazing to have processes now that help me to just dissolve things at that level of the energetic self. And there's no more kind of peeling back the layers. It's like, I just, I can, now I've got the process just, just to go, it's not a frequency match anymore and really move more to this resonance of my light. And that keeps getting stronger and stronger every time I do. So a lot of what you just said sounds hard to grasp, right? In some ways for, for um, someone outside of yourself. But what I, mm. what I hear, because you're not sitting on a, you're not a monk sitting on the mountaintop. You're raising two small children. You're in relationship mm -hmm. with your partner. You do have yeah. a job. Like you're yeah. in the world. Yeah. And, and so what I heard you just say is like, I'm in the world doing the thing, you know, like nothing mm. can get me more angry than potty training my three-year-old. I mean, this is, not, <laughs> this is you want to see a spiritual life. That's, <laughs> that's the work right there. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, how am I? Yeah. at 3 a.m. with my son um yeah, yeah. and and then in those moments coming back to know this is actually a spiritual path yeah right and and that's like we were talking you know where I live is in fire and uh, you know not there's fires surrounding where I live and so there's a lot of smoke and it's very easy to get into a space of smoke is in my yeah. way it's hazardous yeah. and, and instead to come back to like we talked about like i'm so i'm rarely grateful for fresh air mm. and i sure am now Absolutely. <laughs> you know i Absolutely. I, I, I never knew that i would care so much about bowel movement until my kid is potty, you know, no, or talk so much about it with your uh, friends. Right? <laughs> yeah. No one cares. And, um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, is that what you're saying? Like in the grocery yeah. store? Yeah. 
when someone cuts you off or has 20 items and the 10 item only, right? Mm. That's where the things, the, the, the places where I still get stuck show yeah. up and I have an opportunity to be of service, to be kind, yeah. right? I mean, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, it's using, it's living life as a spiritual practice. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, all of these moments, especially the ones that piss us off, mm-hmm. give us the opportunity to go, who do I choose to be in this moment? And sometimes we do get really cross and angry, mm-hmm. but the key is to let that be okay, like to take the judgment out of it because, and, and just to bring in more curiosity, because the more we judge ourselves for getting shitty or for, you know, for being what might not be seen as, as a spiritually aware person, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, if we judge ourselves, it really holds that energy in place. But if we just go, oh, well, that was an interesting way I dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could have dealt with the situation better. Or, you know, it, when we bring awareness into our actions and, uh, and the way that we're living, we can get such beautiful insights and then next time that situation happens, we might choose to deal with it in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, we might take a deep breath and smile at our kid who just will not go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, make different choices. And this is where the thing is, you know, we're spiritual beings in a physical body, but we're not here to just be spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. We're here in a physical body for a purpose to be both. And so this is really this, this learning how to live as the, as both mm-hmm. that is the most fulfilling part i think because if we if, if our spiritual journey did take us to a mountaintop where we meditate all day and we don't have any interactions with other people how is that helpful for anybody like it, it vibrationally it's helpful because you know we might be all love and light and it helps vibrationally with the earth but it's really through these everyday connections with people that we change others lives and we change our own you know life becomes so beautifully reflected back to us you know next time the person cuts us off you know in the supermarket or on the road maybe we smile at them and they go they're having a shitty day and and someone smiles at them and they go oh that's so nice (laughs) it changes their day you know so it's actually living these practices the most powerful way to do it i believe oh absolutely I mean, yeah. I, I do believe that we need the, 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 the monks on the mountain. Yeah. I, I agree yes. with you there. And my spiritual life, you know, on a day-to-day basis in the world mm. is, is also vitally important. And I think, you know, I have worked with people <laughs> on the spiritual path for so long. And there are times when they'll, you know, there's always inevitably a moment when they look over at me and I'm ranting about something mm. that is very wrong and not supposed to be happening, I'm very right and yeah. warm and righteous. And <laughs> they just look at me like, well, how are you so angry? And I was like, oh, like this is not about becoming perfect. Yes. That's the fallacy out there. Like yes. I am spiritual and therefore nothing affects me. And there's like that spiritual bypass Mm. of life like oh i'm i'm just holy now no no i'm that's denying so much of life if you're just sort of (laughs) pretending yeah yeah Yeah. and the thing that changes the i I believe it's at a deeper level where we come to the space of you know generally every day we're living in this frequency of love 
-hmm. but we're still allowed to have temper tantrums if we feel like it. (laughs) You know, we're we're only just coming out of and out of this time of of a very separated humanity, and still, you know, there's a lot of this highlight of the separation now in our world. You know, it's like you were saying before the call: this real contrast between light and dark. But we have choice. And so, you know, we don't, we don't have to get sucked into it and, and overcome by this fear or this anger or this hatred. And it's, sometimes it's just the smallest of interactions that really make the most difference. And doing it from this, this kind of this deeper knowing place, because we always return to that place eventually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this, um, what just came forward for me was this thought of like, it feels like when I'm mad, when I'm frustrated, when I'm angry, expressing, like really going after the thing that makes me <laughs> mad, being frustrated and angry, mm. is going to relieve it. Mm. And I do need to express it. So it's a really nuanced experience. Yet the reality is, is the more I go after that which I am mad at, the more it feeds it, right? The more mm. angry I get, the better, the more righteous I get. And, and it's in this fine line of feeling the experience, having the experience and allowing it to be and coming back, you know, keeps coming forward. Is it coming back to the breath, right? Coming mm. back to spirit, coming back to the center and getting yeah. yet again, back on the meditation mat, mm. you know, and, um, And awareness is such a powerful piece in there. It's, Mm. you know, because when we're aware of our actions, aware of the world, the the world is just, and even our physical, our our responses are just feeding back to us Mm. what is the next piece to move through and release. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a bad thing. And even if we do go on a a rant for three days or whatever, (laughs) at the end of the three days, you go, oh, that was interesting. (laughs) You know, become aware of who who you were in that situation, how it was playing out, and you know, give yourself that love and that compassion to help you you to return and you know, without that space of judgment. Yeah, get back on the horse. Mm. Let's do yeah. it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is hard, right? That is that to me is the is is a massive spiritual practice mm. to get back up off the mat and say, okay what's next yeah but you know and the the more that we do it Mm -hmm. the easier it just becomes to return to our light to bring in that awareness to because our frequency changes so we're not resonating with experiences that trigger so much anger or frustration anymore and and we see that our life outside of us eventually does transform and change in reflection of who we're being Mm -hmm. so that's what's that's the nice piece eventually about it but it's that starting that that is the real you know when the time is right (laughs) our soul will just keep nudging keep nudging keep nudging and eventually we won't be able to uh ignore it (laughs) for much longer yeah i really see it a lot of times as like the first day of a workout right like that's so hard to get there and then Mm. you know especially day three Right. And it's so hard. And, and if I think about my spiritual life as a muscle that needs to learn how to be used and used, and the more you use it, the more you say yes to this path, Mm. the more, the easier it is to do it again. I mean, is that what you, what you find? 
Well, yeah, because when you start to return more to spaces of inner, oh, just this inner fulfillment and this inner peace, which is then overflowing into the world around you, you want more of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you have disruptions in your life that just really just, you know, aren't happy, you're wanting more and more to return to that space of the inner calm and the inner peace. Peace. So what can you do to return to that space? And so I think having a set of um, processes that help to return you to that space of inner calm and, and ease really help. And then the more that we can just, pe- when we're in this space of joy, happiness, just keep, you know, putting our attention on that as much as possible because where you put your attention you know, what you're, you put your attention on grows and, you know, manifests. So just keep coming back to, to this love, coming back to the love all around us. You know, like when you look into your son's eyes and I saw your post on Facebook the other day and you're like it's saying about how your son just totally lights you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but what we often do is we put all of that love in somebody else mm-hmm. and we don't realize that because we can feel that love for them so strongly within us, that's who we are as well. Mm. And so that, that's one of my favorite spiritual practices is, you know, looking at my kids and just going, oh my God, I love you so much. And then feeling that love within me and going, I am this love too. And it just in an instant melts me. I think our kids, you know, that they're, they're little spiritual teachers. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> Um, and when you can recognize that that's you too, then, you know, you flow more love to them and they so effortlessly flow it back to us. And we're just building this, this beautiful frequency for ourselves. So it becomes easier to return to when we build it and build it and build it. You know, like seeing beauty of flowers in a garden or the ocean or the, the forest. You know, we feel this majesty of the world around us. And, you know, we, we can feel that in us as well when we just turn our attention inwards and really appreciate. We also have the same beautiful resonance. And I think that's this real journey, you know, we can see so much hatred in the world, but to, it's not to um, just totally turn a blind eye, but it's to, to be in this empowerment of choice through that and choose to build this frequency of love within ourselves so that we can have these changes in our lives. Um, yeah, I work so hard with so many people of this idea of self-love and it's the new catchphrase. You'll see it everywhere and marketing all over the place. And what does it Mm. mean to feel, experience or have, or do self-love, right? Yeah. And it's, it's hard to describe. And and what you just did was so beautifully described that. Mm that how do we, this is how we love ourselves. Yeah. And that, that loving ourselves is vitally important to the world, to mm-hmm. ourselves, to the world. And, and this is how it is done. Yes. Right? Because when we love ourselves, mm-hmm. we're not going to go and, you know, be, be horrible to our neighbor or create wars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it just, why, why would we? You know, when we love ourselves, we can so much more easily love others. And that's why, you know, I talked about earlier, I didn't realize that it had to be self first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a, my own journey just as much it was, as it was for anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had no idea, but now I see so clearly that it's my spiritual practice 
to keep returning and growing the space of love within me from all of the amazing beauty around me and the amazing relationships and friendships. And, you know, even though there's a lot of struggle in the world, there's so much beauty as well. And when more and more people can feel that love within themselves, that's when I feel like world peace will be a possibility. Beautiful. Mm. One person at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but if you think about the the ripple effect, it it's you yeah. know, it have to take long yeah. because the people that are us sort of struggling and at war with each other, they're just unknowingly playing out old patterns and fear and old beliefs, and it's not who they truly are either. You know, everyone's on this journey of return, and the more that we can just do this work ourselves, it helps other people to remember that oh yeah, that's my journey too, and so their lives begin the change. Mm. Mm. So one of the purposes of my podcast is to hear other people's journeys, right? I really yeah, I love think, that. I think this is a human path. Yes. And uh and so I then so thank you and I also really um feel strongly that a spiritual life is lived and embodied and um practical oh and you've given yes. <laughs> given so many of these like this is how you do it right yeah um yeah and then i would love to hear a little bit about your work so if anyone resonates with your what you're saying you know for me my teachers and the practitioners and all of these you know how you just randomly found reiki yeah have, um, <laughs> have come to me from going, I don't know why, but I want to know more about that person. Yeah. And so yeah. I'd love to hear what your work is. All of this is going to be in the notes for the podcast. You will have ways to get in contact with Claire. You have ways to get into, but I want to hear what you do. What is your, what is your work right now as it is? Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm so inspired to really work with the, the light workers and the healers of the world uh, who really cook, feel called to a purpose, but, and they can feel the purpose. They feel who they're supposed to be in the world and what they're supposed to be doing. Well, maybe they're not quite clear on the what yet, but they can feel the who. They feel like they've got gifts and a voice to share in the world, but the fear is holding them back. And so I really love to be able to work with people to overcome the barriers of the fear, overcome any physical obstacles as well, because often fear can manifest in, in physical ways within the body as well when we've held onto it for a long time. So that, that's really my, my light that I love to share with the world is, is being able to help people to move through that, that the blockages of that fear and the doubt and the anxiety when, when they sort of come to think about stepping into this next bigger self, you know, any, any areas that they're keeping themselves small. I, I love to help to just dissolve that for them so they can really feel this grandness and, and strength of themselves to then be able to really stand so fully in the light that they are and share that gift with the world. And, and you know, this is, this is this ripple effect that we all do in such, such beautiful ways. So the more we can just move beyond our own limitations, um, the easier that becomes for us and the more we're able to light others' lives, you know, through, the, through this 
resonance of the light that, that we are. So I offer energy healing um, sessions where I, you know, we talk about what's happening and I, we tap in and we call in the, the energy to really work with people integrating the balance of the higher self, the physical self, so that they can stand more fully in, in this light without this kind of shaky ground that, you know, they step out once and then they oh, hide for two weeks and then they might do one more thing and then, no, it's too scary place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I, I really get a lot of intuitive messages from the energy that I work with. So I help them to really understand what is their next step to take. So it's really beautiful um, experience of collaboration and synergy that, that we work with together to really help you know, move, uh, move to this next, next step, next step, next step, step by step. (laughs) That's beautiful. Mm. And I also want to, um, I've worked with you personally, I've had the honor and the privilege, and I just want to say that you don't have to live in New Zealand. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You do have to work with New Zealand time zones, but you don't have to work in New Zealand. You don't have to live there. Um, so I do want to say that this is available worldwide and it's available to anyone that would like to, uh, experience that and feels called to do that. Yeah. Thank you for adding that piece. I don't, um, my home is my office and I connect with people from, you know, from everywhere in the world. Most of the people I work with are in America actually, because the time zones work really well. Like when it's school time here in New Zealand, it's kind of after work time in America and things. So it's really good. Um, and, you know, when I call in people's energy, it's there, you know, in an instant. They're like, woo, I traveled fast over the other side of the world. So, <laughs> yeah, so everything's done remotely. But, but you know, through, um, through the internet, through Zoom, and so we can see each other's face and, you know, have that kind of personal connection as well. We can talk through things. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your life and your story and your path with us. I really, I really just appreciate it. And is there anything that you would like to say in closing? Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, I just, yeah, thank you so much for this time, Leslie. It's just been such a joy to, to share this time with you and with your listeners. And you know, I just want to, you know, invite people to start to notice the beauty and the love that's all around them already, you know, go out into the backyard or go and sit around the dinner table with your family and, and just notice and appreciate the love um, and all of the amazing richness that is already all around you. Even if it doesn't feel like it, there's always a way that we can go and find so much beauty in the world and, and then feel that within yourself because that's who you truly are you know, within this physical body and, and your life will start to really transform when you can start to really embody this, this beauty of the earth that we live within. Nice. Thank you so, so <laughs> much. And for everyone out there, of course, the notes will have how to get in contact with her and also some highlights of this um, podcast. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode of Spirituality Out Loud. Be sure to rate us, review us, and like us on Facebook, and share us with your friends.